Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Interviews with Entrepreneurs Show, where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. Uh, so guys, we have an amazing guest today on our show uh, with a you know super trendy topic at the moment, which is all around AI, artificial intelligence, how it is uh, good for you, bad for you, how it can help you, like, like so many things out there. So in today's episode, we have Manoj Agarwal. He's actually the founder of and Chief Innovation Officer of Tetra Noodle Technologies, an elite AI consulting company uh, with a remarkable track record uh, around the innovation of it and making the impact of lives. He's been able to impact over 10 million lives and generated over $500 million in value through his expertise in technology. Not only that, he also been able to share his insights around these tech and so many things out there in United Nations alongside distinguished fig- uh, you know, figures in the industry, guys like... Uh, you know, President Obama, Bill Gates, and so many more as well. And, you know, it's like so many achievements. And he have uh, four patents around AI as well. Like he is one of the uh, leading experts around AI. So we're going to talk about a lot of things around AI itself. So the big question is this, how these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures, or even nine figures, became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. So please welcome Manoj Agarwal. Hey Manoj. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Yeah, truly, truly appreciate it. Well, I want to uh, I wanna know your journey prior to AI. Like what was your journey look like? What were you doing and all that? If you like brief it down uh, a little bit. Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up in India and uh, uh, back then uh, uh, India was a developing country, still is in many ways. Uh, but I, I grew up in a very small town, so a lot, not a lot of opportunities, not a lot of uh, uh, opportunities for growth in uh, education or uh, job opportunities or anything like that. And so um, around the age of 15, I wanted to do something with my life, something you know uh, more impactful. And I didn't know what, where to go, what to do. And um, I found my passion in computers and programming at that age. And then I knew that is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And as um, life progressed, you know, I came over to uh, North America, started working with a lot of startups with Fortune 500 companies like Microsoft and Pearson Education, IBM. Uh, my desire, uh, the way that my company works is we always focus on uh, two things. One is the what kind of technology project we are doing, whether it is going to impact humanity in some way. So we have done a lot of work in uh, healthcare, in education, in uh, uh, real estate, you know, so impacting people's lives yeah. to help them live better. Second thing we look for is how can we tap into latest and greatest technologies because um, you know, as technology evolves, new tools, new frameworks come up. And if we can use the new technology, it helps us create better solutions for our clients. And it also helps us to learn 
uh, new technologies and get ahead in um, in in whatever we are doing. So uh, so our focus has always been you know uh, staying on the cutting edge and yeah I mean it has been really uh, good and enjoyable uh, experience to tap into these uh, technologies and it has you know I, I'm fortunate enough now my name is listed among the top thought leaders in AI in the world uh, and I have four patents in it so that that's that was my journey so far wow that's that's so uh, amazing to know about like the uh, the essential growth that you had around side what you were doing with your company and all that you know that's that's amazing speaking of it uh when you were in AI and you were like doing these amazing projects you have patents around AI according to you when you actually saw the hockey stick of like now you had the idea about like the AI is going to go and blow up. So like, what was that time around essentially? Uh, you know, AI has been around since the seventies. A lot of people don't realize it. it's not new. It has been around for a long time. And the people who actually realized the value of AI, uh, they started a humongous companies back in 2000. So let's take, for example, all the richest people you can name uh, on the planet. So Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, all the all these people accumulated their wealth because they have been using AI to their advantage for the last 20, 25 years. So Amazon yeah. is no, nothing else but AI algorithms. Um, Facebook is nothing else but AI algorithms. You know, uh, Tesla car company is basically a data company, not a car company. So oh, wow. um, yeah, I mean they collect a lot of data on their cars uh, and 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 basically optimize uh, you know their 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 entire infrastructure based on that data. So um, I also realized the power of data back in 2005. That is when I got involved in the first uh, AI project. Um, and that project was um, uh, to design a personalized curriculum for students. So many students, when they, uh, let's say there is a classroom of 30 students, every student tends to get the same curriculum today. But as we know, some students uh, uh, are more proficient in that topic. Some some students need more help. So it doesn't make sense for every student to go through the same curriculum. So we created AI exactly. algorithms to help students get personalized curriculum, even though they are going through the same, they are sitting in the same classroom. So that is when I realized, you know, the power of uh, AI and how it is already transforming the world. And um, after that, what happened was, uh, around 2011, 2012, I went into some sort of a depression mode. I, uh, you know, I had some personal uh, challenges to deal with, and um, then I found uh, meditation. And uh, I studied neuroscience. I studied human psychology, and I found out how we create our own reality, how we, how our mind works. And then, drawing on the parallels between artificial intelligence and our human mind. You know, that's when it became even more of a passion that, uh, you know, AI can actually help us uh, not only progress in our business, but also, you know, open up our mind, realize our full potential as human beings. Mm, well, that's that's amazing, especially a new insight for people who might not know about that AI was there somehow, some way for the past 50 years and how it mm. actually evolved uh, throughout mm. the whole time. Mm, that's, exactly. That's, that's amazing. So like speaking of it, since you've, you mentioned like you actually kind of like got into the world of AI professionally back in, uh, I think you mentioned 2005, right? Mm -hmm. Which is still almost like 18 years. 
if you just summarize essentially some crucial points how uh, the evolution of ai actually came along that would be amazing because right now if we talk about chat gpt which is like super trendy topic to talk about mm-hmm. that was the massive new thing that actually came along which actually uh, blew every everyone's mind or so so like yeah. if we talk about the evolution of it uh, maybe when you got into it professionally and you saw the evolution of it what are the core i would say like needle movers of ai when when sure. you were there and when you saw the process see uh, so as i said so ai had um, in various forms it has been around since 70s but what happened was around 2005 2006 um a few things happened one uh, amazon introduced uh, cloud computing because ai ai algorithms take a lot of uh, compute power a lot of data to find the patterns in the data yeah. and before uh, cloud computing was available um, you know you had to invest a lot of upfront capital to set up these computers and you know uh, feed the data find uh, find uh, fine tune the algorithm so so that is one thing that happened cloud computing second uh, uh, second thing that happened the cpus the 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 you know the processors in the computers they became more and more powerful and they became um, multi uh, multi threaded and also uh, multiple processors on the same chip so multi core processors started to come out so meaning the computing power of a computer started growing exponentially right yeah. so that was another factor now third factor was that we started producing more and more data because around 2007 smartphones uh, came uh, into existence and not only smartphones but smart devices you know like um, our smart watches smart rings even some smart fridges smart like you know everything exactly. so all of these uh, devices they are producing tremendous amount of data at every given uh, you know uh, uh, you know every second every 5 second every 10 second whatever that is and data is the key ingredient to create ai algorithms With, without data you cannot have ai algorithms so all of these things combined it gave uh, a, a real push to ai research and ai um, uh, you know researchers who are working on new frameworks new algorithms new ways of uh, um, simulating the human mind the human thinking and then uh, i think around 2011 or so there was a new uh, new um, uh, sort of uh, ways of um, capturing data and processing data came in uh, which is called something called um, the term is called deep learning so deep mm-hmm. learning uh, is something that mimics uh, neurons that are in our mind so each in a, the human mind contains billions of neurons and when we uh, when we uh, process any stimulus from the environment so, you know sight or uh, hearing or anything uh, m- millions of neurons fire and then they process that information and figure out okay what does this mean for us and if it needs to go into our long term memory you know the uh, neurons store that memory the same thing um, you know uh, deep learning try to mimic that behavior of neurons and that was another step uh, in the evolution of ai so and then obviously um, you know chat gpt came along i mean a large yeah. language model which is which is what chat gpt is based on i think again the research has been around for a while but i think um, open ai which is the parent company of uh, chat gpt 
uh, they started their um, they started building these platforms around 2014 2015 yes. yeah 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 initially they these these you know they it took them a while to get uh, to a useful state so i think they released their first product around 2020 uh, 2020 or so 2021 but it was not as as usable as as good so um so they uh, introduced like gpt which is 3 uh, i think around 2021 or 2020 yeah late 2020 something like that and then i mean that was also only meant for engineers and more technical people but with chat gpt now it is available for everyone everyone can sort of interact with it and use it so that has been the sort of the evolution of ai wow love it love it uh, like it it was amazing to first of all listen the breakdown of how how if we talk about some minute things which most people just don't even understand or comprehend it, like where the AI was even fitted in and how the evolution came along, that's that's amazing. Then uh, I would say like the next concern a lot of people have right now is I think they they start to get a little bit egoistical, like hey, you know, we're not gonna use AI at any cost, like no matter what happens. Uh, like, what's your thought around that? If if people are considering not using AI because just, they just don't, don't want to rely on any other thing that is completely automated or stuff like that. Like what's your thought around that? Uh, I'm pretty sure like you might have listened to some people said things yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, there is a lot of fear, a lot of misinformation around AI. Um, the Here is the thing, right? So every time there is a technological revolution, people uh, react the same way. Some people are yeah. enthusiastic about it. Some people are afraid of it. But here is the thing. Uh, AI is such a transformative technology. The father of AI, um, uh, his name is Andrew Nug. He has said that AI is the new electricity. AI is the new fire. Okay. So if you can imagine life without electricity, then you can say, okay, I'm not going to use AI. And that will not be a good thing for you or your future because everybody else will become more productive. Everybody else who's using AI will be uh, more competitive. It will be very difficult for you to compete with people who have uh, you know, these, um, these technologies on their side. It's like saying, you know, uh, again, um, uh, I, I went through so many uh, changes in technology. Back in 1990s, when the internet was just coming out, a lot of people used to say, oh, I don't need an email address. I don't need a website. Yeah. You know, um, and now they cannot function in this world without an email address, without a yeah, website, no survival. Right? Yeah, exactly. So if uh, if people do not uh, take advantage of this opportunity, they will miss out big time. In fact, um, in five to ten years, if they don't use AI, they will be either out of business or they will be playing big, huge catch up. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, because I feel like everybody, like in, in the past couple episodes, the people that we even like interviewed uh, as well, they've been in the space for the past 20 years or more. They were always talking about adapting to the changes. And most specifically, they were talking about AI, like why it is it is important for you to go in and adapt, essentially. Uh, speaking mm. about it, we also mentioned, which was an interesting th thing that you were also talking about is uh, a Taking data and everybody says right now data is the new oil, right? Mm -hmm. like, it's it's all about that thing out there. Uh, a lot of people out there have these sort of like issues when uh, you know they are blaming social media, capturing data out there without their consent or so. Uh, recently, we actually interviewed like Bill Ortman, who 
he had his own decentralized social media platform it was called like minds.com he was talking about his, his thoughts on also so like what do you think is the essential things that people should go in and give the access of their data to these social media platform or tech giants which essentially not only help themselves but also the social media platform as well uh so like you know happily both ways so like what do you think about it what are the type of data that are good enough for them to share it and like what what they should go and avoid doing it what's your thought around that i'm super curious you see the thing is that we um we are all custodians of our own property so let's say you know let's just take a simple example forget about the data let's say you have a precious piece of gold or jewelry who is responsible to take care of that you or somebody else you are Absolutely. exactly right so so you are supposed to make a decision whether something is valuable enough for you to share it with somebody else or not and when you go on a public platform like facebook or linkedin or twitter or anywhere you have to be careful about what is it that you're sharing with them they are not coming and forcing you to share data but you are going there because it is going to provide you some sort of a value in return whether that value is you know uh, checking in with your old friend or showcasing what you bring to the world or you know your ad to find a client or whatever that is it is your responsibility to secure that data now the the complication is that education uh, is um, is very confusing that that piece of information mm-hmm. that you need to figure out what you should be sharing is very confusing uh, uh, it, here are a few rules of thumb right any private information your address other than your email address uh, even your email address can be private information so uh, definitely your uh, physical address your date of birth your you know uh, um, uh, like your um, more sensitive information exactly your bank account information social security yeah. numbers anything like that government identification all of that should not be never be shared on any public platform that should be always secured because something like that can lead to more um uh, a, a, like a more aggressive um, identity theft or something along those lines right so keep that private also never share something that you may be embarrassed about in the future so sometimes you know these days people um, bring up a tweet 20 years ago somebody wrote and say yeah. oh look, look you know he was uh, he or she was doing this kind of stuff 20 years yeah. ago right so um so it's it goes back to the same uh, analogy like if you have something that is precious to you like a gold jewelry or your family secret or you know or something that you don't want to share with the world then just assume that if you put it on the internet it will it will not be your property anymore you're basically putting it in the street to for everybody to say hey here is my property take take it and do whatever you want to do with it right yeah yeah love it love it and it's so uh coincide with the point that i was talking about like bill what he was talking about in in the previous uh, interview he was talking about the exact same thing like first thing is like just make sure don't put it on the internet because if it even if it gets deleted it would be somewhere uh, on yeah. the internet and it can be brought up like that's mm-hmm. that's amazing so mm-hmm. right now if you suggest somebody to make ai their friend what's your suggestion would be 
see the the first thing is to let go of the fear sign up for a free account get to uh, you know i'm i'm just talking about chat gpt because that is the most accessible uh, platform yeah. for non technical people business people so sign up for a free account start to interact with it start to start to ask some questions and say okay you know i'm trying to do this um, i'm trying to grow my business what what are so share some uh, you know marketing techniques some sales techniques what are some of the uh, steps i can take to uh, implement this um, all of these things are uh, available uh, and and as you start to interact with ai with chat gpt your mind start to expand you start to get better at uh, interacting with chat gpt you start to ask better questions you start to you know think deeply about what is the problem you are trying to solve so it's like yeah. uh, Uh, ChatGPT is like uh, hiring a, a very smart, very um, intelligent uh, employee who has a degree in medical science, who has a degree in uh, uh, business, who has a degree in uh, law, who has a degree in history, anthropology. All of these um, uh, modalities, all of these areas of knowledge, this person possesses, and it's uh, it's it, the employee is available twenty four seven, never takes a break. So. imagine if you have that kind of employee what what will you be able to do with that right yeah yeah that's that's amazing like even for uh, for for us right now like we have a podcasting agency or we distribute a lot of content like we are using chat gpt out there not only to summarize our you know our interviews we are using to convert it into twitter threads so mm-hmm. that like now we have more ability to share it on more platforms and now we're seeing like how we can simplify ourselves by using ai because since it's got into the market as you mentioned any new invention uh you know have sort of like uh, you know uh, negative reviews or negative thoughts coming along while it's in there r- right now but later in the future it it just makes sense for for exactly. people to accept yeah. it exactly exactly yeah love it yeah. well uh, if first of all like it was amazing uh talking to you and uh having these ideas about like ai or so and everything uh, i first i want to know like what's your next plan is what's your next goal is with ai and like what's coming up for you yeah so see for us uh, right now we are working with as many innovative businesses as possible people who want to adopt ai so we are working with mid size companies large size companies uh, helping them uh uh prioritize what use cases they want to uh automate in their corporations uh, how one of the big concerns is like you know if we automate a lot do we need to let go of people do we need to fire people yeah. so we are helping them implement technology in such a way that doesn't cause job displacement we are trying to help companies upskill their employees rather than displace their employees so um so our focus is uh, you know for the next uh, few months or even years is to help adoption of ai in a in a more human centric way in a more meaningful way which doesn't cause socio economic unrest but also makes uh, makes the the client more productive more competitive and more impactful in the world hmm so it means like uh, having uh, those employees uh learn it ai to increase their productivity and exactly. speed things faster right exactly 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 awesome so like if somebody want to uh be like hey you know i'm that guy i want to learn all this uh so where people can go ahead and 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 go ahead and sign up for it 
see for if you just want to do it on your own uh, you know there's so much information start by yeah. signing up at openai chat gp chat.openai.com and if you are a company who's looking for more sort of uh, rapid growth or you're looking for, to build more uh, substantial projects you can work with uh, experts like ourselves you can get in touch with me um and the idea is that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity so um if the sooner you get on on this the better uh, outcome you will have for you and your company yeah absolutely what i will do uh, after uh the interview or i will post the link in the description down below also in the show notes so you guys can go in and uh, uh follow manoj and like send him a message ask questions and see like how you can possibly work out uh, in the future as well well manoj thank you so much for being on the show today of the it was definitely an insightful interview and it was amazing any last thing that you want to say before we round the show up uh i will just say you know right now uh, right now is a, about 6 to 12 months of window of opportunity where people start to adopt ai and get ahead uh, the ceo of ibm has said that um, ai is going to add 10 trillion dollars to the world oh, wow. economy by 2030 so in 7 years it's going to add 10 trillion and currently uh, the world economy is 80 trillion so mm. that means 12% of world economy will be in added seven in seven years by ai so this is a big opportunity you don't want to miss out uh, on this yeah love it love it well manoj again thank you so much for being on the show it was amazing thank you so much for having me thanks awesome thank you so much and thank you guys for watching we'll definitely going to see you guys in the next episode until then peace out thank you so much for listening to the podcast now if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well i've created a script that allowed me to book over 1 billion dollar plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now so just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a five star review and i will see you guys in the next one Oh, oh, oh.